Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Yeah, yeah, I know your wife kicked you out, but you can't crash here. This is a podcast studio. I, I know, I don't care what Fast Eddie told you. Look, yeah, look, just get out, Don Jr. Go and take these elephant tails with you, you sick bastard. Ass. The following podcast contains... Yes, sir, he commenced to cussing and laying about with threats. Would you cuss at me, Jimmy Dean? I'll sick my dog on you. You have to use so many cuss words. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you live in a universe filled with horrible threats to humanity and don't have a space force? What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, March 16th, 2018, Space Force edition of the show, where we talk about the newest branch of America's mighty, mighty military, the Space Force. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by the Space Force. Join up and see the universe. From the central core to the rim territory, the Space Force protects humanity from the Gabulon Empire from beyond the void. You too can be part of humanity's last best hope for peace in the Space Force. From a solar ranger core to guarding the solar system to Perkle's Pathfinders leading the way on the outer rim, the Space Force needs brave men to sign up today. Star pilots, interstellar shock marines, planetary enforcers, and even Imperial Praetorian Guard. The future is now in Space Force! Drop into your local Space Force recruiter and say, I am ready to protect humanity in the Space Force! High adventure in the wild, vast reaches of space. Missions of daring in the name of interplanetary justice. Travel into the future with Buzz Corey, Commander-in-Chief of... It's not every day that I will jump on the Trump train with wholehearted support or even cringing acceptance. But God damn it, if I'm not a happy little Trumper right now. And I'm not even talking about Rex Tillerson being fired. I mean, yeah, Rex was gutting the State Department and destroying the ability of the United States to speak credibly on the world stage. He had one job to do. And that job was, you know, pretty much to destroy the State Department. But on the other hand, he did call Trump a fucking moron and then refused to apologize for it. If I were Rex, I'd walk out of Foggy Bottom and tell every reporter that fucking moron would be a colossal understatement. But Rex, it is not why I'm Team Trump just for this one week. My new national strategy for space recognizes that Space is a war-fighting domain, just like the land, air, and sea. We may even have a space force, we'll develop another one, space force. We have the Air Force, we'll have the Space Force. We have the Army, the Navy. You know, I was saying it the other day because we're doing a tremendous amount of work in space. I said, maybe we need a new force. We'll call it the Space Force. And I was 
not really serious. And then I said, what a great idea. Maybe we'll have to do that. That could happen. Hell yeah. We're getting a space force. Not the Space Command, which is a pretty cool sounding thing to have. But Air Force Space Command, the problem is that Space Command never gets to go into space. I mean, I checked. When I was in the Air Force and I learned we had a Space Command detachment on my base in California, I ran the fuck in there to the commander. And I was like, you guys need like a space cop or something because I'm, I'm totally ready to go right now. And they just looked at me and said, because you, my friend, are a juvenile dipshit. Yeah. Space Command doesn't go to space. Just do radars and satellites and shit. I mean, they don't even have one laser pistol. How can you call yourself a space command and not have a laser pistol or a blaster rifle? But Space Force, well, I'm telling you, pod friends, you know they are going to have all kinds of lasers, masers, and phasers, and tasers, because they are a force. The force? Not not the force, just, just ace force. It's different. The new Space Force would be an offshoot of the Air Force, like the Marines or an offshoot of the Navy, and the Space Force would have its own four-star general and presumably a fleet of intergalactic warships and power-armored genetically modified super soldiers. It's complicated, and when the news story is complicated, I like to turn to someone who can break a complex issue down for me in a way that I, a non-Space Force member, can truly understand. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. But since Inigo is usually busy searching for the six-fingered man, I have, I have to turn to Vox.com. They said in an article, quote, What was once the final frontier could soon become the front line of a future conflict. At least that's the view of Defense Department of the Defense Department. Space is no longer peaceful domain, Deborah Lee James, the last Air Force Secretary, said in an interview last July. There's a real possibility that a conflict on Earth could bleed into space, unquote. Now, not everyone is on board with the awesome idea of a space force. I mean, even Secretary of Defense Mattis is against the idea. And, you know, people who actually ran NASA are a little dubious. From that same Vox article, quote, Sean O'Keefe, the former NASA head and Navy secretary, thinks creating a brand new branch of the military is not the right way to go. This is a solution within search of a problem, he told me in an interview last summer. Basically, he thinks the Air Force is already doing a fine job protecting space, even if it does privilege Earthbound pilots. Creating a space force would just add another layer of bureaucracy to an already massive organization, the Pentagon, unquote. Boring! And you know, there is a certain amount of suspicion that the president, and this may be shocking to some of you, does not know that we already have a space command and that he was just talking out of his ass. He would never do that. You see, Air Force Space Command is already doing most of the stuff that Space Force would presumably do. Monitoring all the things in orbit, tracking launches of new orbital platforms, and of course, monitoring for incursions along the Romulan neutral zone. Earth believes the Romulans to be warlike, cruel, treacherous. The idea that we need a dedicated force to do this task seems needlessly complicated, expensive, and Byzantine when the Air Force is already doing the job. But the president, and a few others of the government, and this podcast host, ask if the Air Force is doing such a great job, why are aliens free to fly willy-nilly all over the place like they're doing? Huh? Can someone explain that to me? New release video from 2015 shows an encounter between U.S. Navy pilots and some kind of unidentified flying object. Wow, the clip was released by the private research and media group 
to the STARS Academy of Arts and Science. The group says the video is authentic Department of Defense footage showing the high-speed flight of an unidentified aircraft at low altitude off the East Coast. Comes on the heels of two other declassified videos of similar encounters published by the New York Times in December. The Department of Defense declined to comment on the latest video as they have for quite some time now. Disturbing questions. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Another video from To The Stars showing what is clearly either a Cylon Raider or perhaps a Zebulon-class Caraxi destructor ship flying at low level off the East Coast in 2015, an object that moves at high speed and gives off no heat radiation while doing so. From the, uh, from the article that accompanied this quote, Luis Elizondo, the former head of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, who now works at the To The Stars Academy, told CNN on Monday that the newly released video provides further evidence of what he said is likely a much larger cache of Pentagon materials about unidentified aerial phenomenon and underscored the need for a public conversation about this issue, unquote. You may be remember, Luis, from episode 141, Tuesdays with Morley, where we discussed the alien threat as revealed by a guy who was once in the band Blink-182. As even more evidence of alien incursion mounts, can we afford to be without the protection of a dedicated space force, preferably one with really cool uniforms and maybe some helpful robot pals? Booty, booty, something from the bar, sir. Hold the phone. Oh, Tweaky's gonna tap that mechanical ass in just a minute. The 70s were a great time for sci-fi. Now, technically, we already have a treaty about the militarization of space, which says we're not allowed to create a military force to dominate space. But we all know President Negotiator does not know this, and furthermore, wouldn't even care if he did. Remember the 34th rule of acquisition. War is good for business. Only from a distance. The closer you are to the front lines, the less profitable it gets. Now, we made this treaty with the Russians and the Chinese and a bunch of other people back in 1967 because we thought it might be a good idea not to have nuclear warheads parked over our cities that we could not remotely detect when they dropped. And the rest of the world also thought... That is a good idea! And in that same treaty, we agreed that the moon and all other non-terrestrial planets in the solar system would never be used as military bases or have military forces stationed or even training on our surfaces, which is why the National Aeronautics and Space Administration is a civilian agency, and all the astronauts who are serving in the military are on detached service from the military, meaning they're not acting in their military capacity while serving in NASA. But this will not stop Trump from assuming at least the honorary title of Ex-Confidence Trickster, part-time galactic president, once described by Eccentrica Columbits as the best bang since the big one, and recently voted the worst-dressed sentient being in the universe for the seventh time running. And again, there's, there's not anything to make this treaty at all enforceable. It was just a feel-good thing we put on paper back in the 60s when no one really thought any of these things would ever become close to, like, happening. And, you know, also... There's a lot of people laughing about this idea, the idea of the Space Force. Even Military.com, and this is hardly a liberal rag, is publishing pieces that sound snarky to this podcaster's ears. Quote, space combat is going to be an incredibly expensive and extremely dangerous, but those concerns don't seem like a big deal when balanced against the pure awesomeness of warrior astronauts. I think all these negative Nellies are just being short-sighted. I mean... 
We've been here before. Back in the early days of the space race, the black humor answer to what we would find on the moon when we arrived was universally... Russians. Now them Ruskies are claiming they're gonna beat us to Mars. I mean, even friend of Trump Vladimir Putin says that Russia will beat NASA to Mars, find water, discover the alien artifacts that will terraform the, the Mars into a paradise, and there will be nothing Cohagen and his goons can do to stop them. See at the party, Richter! We need Space Force to stop this. And of course, all those Arcalian battle fleets. Look, kid, to keep the bugs from getting it, the Archelians will destroy that galaxy. And whatever planet it's on. You're talking about us. <laughs> son, son. Honestly, this Space Force idea is no laughing matter. It's kind of funny. Is it? You think so? Son, we live in a world that has space, and space has got to be guarded by men with laser blasters. Who's going to do it? You? You, snarky reporter man? President Trump has a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Rex Tillerson, and you curse the Galactic Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Rex Tillerson's firing, while incredibly funny, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me in space. You need me in space. We use words like bigly, beautiful, and greatest. We use these words as a backbone of a life spent grifting and stealing. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that Space Force provides and then questions the manner in which Space Force provides it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a phased plasma rifle and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You must seek therapy. That's why I would go with that. But that's my own. Think about how utterly dependent our modern world is on space. No one over the age of 25 has a single fucking clue how to read a map. Hand a young person a road atlas, and they will stare at it like a marmoset doing a math equation. Hell, most people never had a real clue on how to read a map anyway. All those different colors for this kind of road, orange for freeways, yellow for highways, blue for roads that are going underwater or something. I, I don't know. All I know do know is before GPS, humanity spent half their time trying to read a map, and the other half of the time trying to figure out how to fold that map the way they bought it from the gas station. No, you're, you're, you're making this too hard. Oh, protecting the GPS satellites is actually an incredibly important mission that impacts every one of us and this isn't to mention the communication satellites shut those down then all of a sudden we go back to the 1980s for real and real real fucking fast do you want to go back to depending on landlines and fax machines <gasps> also you know what there's a lot of crap up in orbit it's getting harder and harder to keep putting new useful satellites up there because of all the shit people keep sending out into space just because they can. Like Paris Hilton, re her sex tape. I was thinking more physical objects than, say, electromagnetic, but okay. One of these days, something as big is going to get hit by another something big, and that big something is going to send tons of little things scattering all over orbit, shredding everything out there like it was a... Uh, like Slap Chop. Jesus, Gavin. These are some culturally relevant references, all right? 
Can we get something like not straight out of the mid 2000s? And then if that happens, we are well and truly fucked because all the shit we depend on is gone and we can't get anything up there to fix it unless, unless Trump is already hard at work on something. Metamorphosis completed, sir. Spaceball One has now become... Mega Maid. America has gotten out of the space game entirely. We have no way to independently send astronauts into space. We hitch a ride to the International Space Station with the Russians, whom you may have noticed, our president clearly hasn't, and are not exactly a happy member of our little federation these days. SpaceX's new orbital lifters are capable of sending satellites up, but they're still not ready to put a human being in orbit, though they plan on being able to do so by the end of the year. But you know... When it comes to shooting rockets into space, things have a tendency to be delayed or worse. Bloated up real good. And that's not funny at all. I've lived through two of the three blowed up real good moments in modern space travel and prefer to not live through number four. NASA is chronically underfunded and in competition with the military for funding to put things into orbit. Right now, and this is not a joke, the future of American space exploration rests with guys who made a shit ton of money off computers and are just rich nerds who are determined to go to space because they kind of wanted to do that when they were kids. And look, that's cool and all, and if I had that kind of money, I might be one of them. Although it's it's far more likely that if I had that kind of money, I would have... Hey, been an unbeard. Private space exploration isn't bad, and fucking putting a car in orbit around the sun is really cool. But space used to be something we shared as Americans. An accomplishment. If you look aside from how it was really about perfecting the technology to drop nuclear missiles on the Russians. And I think for something as big as, say, going to Mars and starting a colony, it really should be an accomplishment shared by the people as a nation or maybe even the planet. Not just because a guy who made his fortunes making it safe and easy for other guys to pay for Star Wars action figures they bought off eBay thought it was a great idea. For God's sakes, it's an innocent doll! No, David. It's a collectible. And a mission like that calls for some steely-eyed missile people. It calls for Space Force! Lauren Thompson wrote in Forbes, and this was the only legit article I could find defending Trump's Space Force comments in a lot of searching. Quote, War might be waged very differently if there were a Space Force co-equal with the other services, possessing sufficient budgetary resources to pursue technologies beyond the usual menagerie of early warning and communication satellites. What about actual combat systems in space configured to assure U.S. dominance in the ultimate high ground and to use that dominance in pursuit of terrestrial goals? Hmm? Nobody in the Air Force seems to be thinking along such lines. Maybe the president isn't either, at least not yet. But in his own somewhat eccentric way, President Trump has seen beyond the limitations of the future of the present to a future that might very well be upon us sooner than most military thinkers imagine. So it would be a mistake to dismiss what the president has said about creating a space force as a mere scattershot musings. President Trump has seen the future, and to paraphrase science fiction writer Arthur C. Clarke, it isn't what it used to be. Unquote. Well, that's not how I would have put it. Can we just say instead that the idea, though its source is laughably uninformed, and just saying whatever crazy shit he heard someone else say on Fox News might accidentally be saying something that's worth listening to? 
We probably can, because look, it's funny to make jokes about Space Force, about how Trump thinks we probably do have a Death Star out there, and this is the way he gets to go out and play with it. And yes, the idea of a Trump-conceived Space Force is pretty much the most basic sci-fi schlock from the 50s with rubber-masked aliens and aluminum foil toy pistols making noises, laser blast sounds. All of his starships would be these gross monstrosities lined with gold and Trump's names emblazoned all over them. The capital ships would be named after the porn stars he's fucked and commanded by his doofy-ass kids. Would you want to serve on the Trump star Stormy commanded by Galactic Star Admiral Eric Trump? <laughs> oh, and all the women in the crew are in uniforms so revealing they make Colonel Wilma Deering look like she's wearing a nun's habit. And there's nothing to eat on board but Trump steaks and Trump water. But there is a ration of Trump vodka and wine when you would have win a battle against the bad Ombreites and planet MS-13. <laughs> Oh, and most of the crew on the Trump Star are fat white supremacists and on their space helmets are red and stencil and white since make space great again on their foreheads. And so the Supreme Star Admiral of the Galactic Empire is a guy that used to fly Trump's fucking plane. <laughs> okay, this, this is Trump's Space Force and it's not a pretty spite. Oh, and you know what's worse? You know that if Trump... <laughs> Trump... <laughs> hired people to build his starships. He would stiff the contractors and they when those so the warp engines would cut out and the orbit of planet collusion on 36 and no one would ever be able to get home and the remainder of the crew's lives are just spent watching loops of the galactic star Emperor Trump being peed on by Russian space hookers. <laughs> Oh, oh, but we really do need a Space Force, but it's just not something Trump should be in charge of. And all I know, all I know is I love the idea of a Space Force. And if it is, if it is a branch of the Air Force, I'm going to see if I can get my service retroactively changed from the Air Force to the Space Force. But in no way, in no way would I sign up to serve now. Because you know, you know the uniforms are just this this bandex unitard with a long-ass red tie. And there's no way I'm squeezing my ass, my big fat ass on a spandex unitard. Even if I do get to serve on the Trump Star, which is commanded by Imperial Star Temptress and Queen of Zebulon Nebula. <laughs> Tiffany Trump. <laughs> oh my God. This is the happiest the Trump presidency has made me at all. It's made me the last moment that I will be happy in the Trump presidency. But God damn. Trump Space Force. That is some classic, classic Trump. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Julio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Ooh, that is it for our show this week. Space Force, 
What a deliciously stupid idea, slap it on top of a legitimately decent idea that we should probably do in the future. I really I really think he was looking for something we, all, we knew that we would all talk about, so we'd stop talking about Rex Tillerson when no one actually gives a shit about Rex Tillerson. I mean, that guy was genuinely, hor- genuinely horrible his job. I mean, Pompeo will be genuinely dangerous as sex state, but at least he'll be competently dangerous, so, you know... Maybe we got that going for us. Maybe Rex, hey, you know what? Maybe Rex could be Secretary of Space Force. Oh, my God. You know, I just did this entire week's show so I could say Space Force like that just as many times as I could possibly pull off. It was only, I think, seven or eight times if I counted it properly, but I can bet I can squeeze at least two more Space Forces before I go. Only one to go, one to go. If you would like to keep up on the forces of the Grablothian star Ember, <laughs> I'm so, I should edit all this out, but I'm not going to. If you would like to keep the forces of the Grablothian star empire at bay, but don't want to join the Space Force. I told you I'd get it in. Rate and review this show wherever you get your podcast. It helps other earthlings find this show so they can keep track of our struggle beyond the stars. For other communications from the Galactic High Council or just whatever the hell I'm ranting about online, follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. All of our adventures in Space Force! There's a bonus. Or the show name on SoundCloud at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Frapulon Star Commander Dave Bledsoe, producer, executive, executor of the Zalarian Star Conglomerate Gavin, and all the other fictional red shirt crewmen on this show, we want to say that if there ever is a Trump Space Force, this will definitely be the service anthem. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>